Welcome to the Hospitality Maverick podcast with me, Michael Tinkser. We at Hospitality Mavericks are here to inspire leaders to create heart-centered and profitable businesses from the inside out, the kind to both employees and customers love and support. Thanks to BizSimply for sponsoring this episode as our show partner. And BizSimply is the all-in-one HR, workforce management, road and operations software designed and built by hospitality experts to make every shift run like clockwork. And we join forces to help the industry to find new ways to become even more innovative in how we lead our people, how we operate, to how we grow our businesses, to how we serve our customers. Together, we want to share strategies and tools that can make the industry thrive long-term, not just survive. That's where we talk about experiences because we are touching people's emotions. It's not just feeding them or giving them a drink, but it's really creating something that's going to be unique or memorable. It's why we all work in hospitality is to create that moment where people like going to remember that time for a long period. And that's what gives us the uh, satisfaction of our work. This is Antoine Milon, co-founder of Hometainment, which is a premium platform bringing memorable experiences and masterclasses from hospitality experts, artisans and freelancers into your own home. And Antoine have decades of experience in luxury and lifestyle hospitality with amazing brands like Soho House, Aqua Restaurant Group, Art Farm and many others. In this conversation, he shares the big idea and purpose behind launching their platform and what they are learning about bringing hospitality into people's homes. He shares that there's a huge market opportunity, not just in London, but across the globe to bring great experiences into people's own homes. He also shares the learnings they have had as a business and himself as an entrepreneur launching a new business in the middle of the pandemic and how he and the company have used this difficult situation as an opportunity, not an obstacle. Before you tune in, please sign up for a weekly newsletter packed with more Maverick insights, strategies and tools. Find the link in the show notes or visit hospitalitymavericks.com. Please also download a free copy of From Fragile to Agile, a white paper created in cooperation with BizSimply. You can find it on bizsimply.com under the resource tab or via the link in the show notes. We have some great insights and solutions for improving your leadership game. Throughout the interview, you will find many great insights on hospitality experiences delivered at home and some great advice on leading yourself in difficult times. Enjoy. As always, I'm super excited to uh, have these uh, conversations here on the podcast. I'm very humble about it. I always learn something new, and that's the baseline. Uh, no matter if I know a bit of the, about the subject, always need an angle. But today, it's a bit like uh, looking into a black box in a way. I, I have some understanding, and I, I can see the you know that you know doing things at home or entertaining at home becomes more and more a trend. You know, people want to create experiences at home, and I talk with uh, Antoine today's guest about it before the, we went on the show that uh, you know I went to an event over the weekend with some friends where they really put on a show at home which normally would be something we joined in a restaurant so we're going to be talking about uh, home tainment or whatever we call this new market because I'm not sure and and the opportunities within that but also about uh, that launching a business in the midst of all the creationists are still going around in the world pandemic or no pandemic. I don't know what we call the times we're in. 
So I'm super excited about the really gonna go on a learning journey today. And for that, we have a great guest, uh, Antoine. Welcome to uh, to the show. I'm really excited about we finally got here to have this conversation. Yes, thank you, Michael, for the invitation. I'm also very proud to be uh, on you on your show and uh, be able to uh, explain about home tainment. So let's start from from the top. So there's a story, of course. There's your story. And then the story of you launching a business recently, you're in, in startup mode. Can can you tell a bit about your background and how that led you into uh, actually launching this business about creating better home experiences? Okay, so I'll try to make it short. Uh, I've been in hospitality for 25 years. I was born in Lyon, which is uh, quite a famous uh, town in French for its food. It's quite foody. And despite I was uh, supposed to be a jewelry maker, because my family has been making jewelry for 160 years. My parents were bringing me to restaurant at a very early age. And I was very lucky to celebrate my seventh birthday at Paul Bocuse, which is a famous three Michelin star. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago and he had three staff for more than 50 years, the only chef in the world. And I went to his restaurant, I was seven. I had a full degustation adult menu. I ate everything. I remember every single dishes. And at the end of the, um, and the meal, he came to the table to say hi and wish me happy birthday. He took me to the kitchen and I was so impressed, obviously, with the brigade and the professionalism and the execution and the attention to details that when I came back to the table, I said to my parents, this is what I want to do. I was seven, which is, I feel like I'm, I'm very lucky to know at a very young age what I wanted to do. And they've been very supportive. And I went to Lausanne Hotel School, which is the oldest and the best hotel school in the world in Switzerland. And since that, I've been lucky to work in 11 countries around the world. And now I've been in London for the last six years. And out of out of that journey, you created a startup that was trying to find, close the gap or solve a problem in a, in a new growing market, which, which came out of the pandemic, really got, it was already there before the pandemic, but really became bit more mainstream with the pandemic where people were at home and restaurants, hospitality businesses, food businesses, entertainment had to connect differently with the consumers at home. So the way it started is um, um, I, I came in London six years ago to to join Soul House, where I was the UK director for nearly three years in charge of all their restaurant members club hotels. Um, I started a, a new job just three months before the, the pandemic hit. And uh, like many others, unfortunately, as I was the last one to arrive at a senior role, I, I was made redundant. So the first lockdown, I went back to see my family in Provence and I was talking with a childhood friend uh, who's also co-founder of Hometainment. And we were trying to think about what's gonna be the next consumer behavior. What is the um, new consumer behavior that's already started and what maybe the COVID will uh, accelerate rather than just create. And we felt the atom market was something that was already existing, where people are um, bringing out of home experiences into their home, such as people now uh, having massage at home, people are watching movie at home, people are doing spinning at home. We can see that things that we used to do outside, people now are, are doing it indoor because they feel much comfortable of course you don't have the pain point of the transport traffic and so on of course to, to be able to bring that expert into the home 
it's much nicer. Um, and we felt that there was a gap on the market because for hospitality, there was not really an offer yet. There is a couple of chef platform, but not something that offer just not only the chef, but the whole hospitality, which is the food, the beverage, the music, all these artisans, people that work around the industry, the florist, um, the, uh, um, uh, yeah, the um, thinking flowers, I'm thinking the crystal, I'm thinking the tarot, the magician, all those people that participate in making hospitality fun and entertaining or educational, because we have a lot of masterclass where we teach people about whiskey, about pasta making, sushi, uh, how to make a beautiful bouquet, a Christmas wreath, etc. So that's how first we were trying to find what was the, the gap, the new consumer behavior. From a hospitality point of view, I wanted to use my network to help those people that lost potentially their job or that wanted, that created their own company and that were trying to make noise on the market to offer their services into people's home. But of course, as an individual, suddenly to become entrepreneur and uh, make uh, uh, your brand or your name known, it's not easy. And I felt that by having a marketplace platform such as Hometainment, uh, for them to offer the services will help them to uh, reach new customers and, uh, uh, and find a new revenue stream. Um, and that's what we've been doing over the last uh, five months. And, um, and how have that been, you know, from both from, from the experts, I love you call them experts, because there's like a lot of skills in hospitality. There's more than just serving people. There's like a huge knowledge around food, wine, whatever it is, uh, flowers and so on, that sometimes, you know, really can be leveraged and people don't understand that value, the mountain they stand on. And then there's also the, the consumer side. How, how has this, you know, been perceived from both sides when you, you're trying to do something new? It's always hard because you're replacing behaviors. You're taking, you know, there's an existing behavior and you're trying to get a bit of wriggle room space for that with your, your platform. And it, has, it hasn't been easy. I mean, the first probably... We had the idea in March last year from an idea, we put it on paper, then we uh, look for a team to support us. Because of course my expertise is in handpicking the experts, the also hospitality people. My network is the operational aspect, but I definitely uh, uh, needed people to help us. So we look for marketing expert in branding. Uh, we look for a tech person for obviously the platform somebody expert in, in startup to understand how we could together as a team bring that product to market. And then for six months, I was talking to hundreds of uh, chef, mixologists, sommelier, florists, uh, musicians to explain them the product we wanted to create. And of course, some of them really got it because they were already doing uh, services at home. Uh, but for a lot of them, it was a little bit difficult at the beginning to understand what we were trying to do. Um, sometimes I'm saying, well, we are like a premium Airbnb for hospitality. We are the middleman. We select, handpick those experts. Uh, and then on the other side, you've got the customers. And we put those together. Um, so the first period has been really focusing on, on getting those uh, professional people uh, into the platform and help them to create a profile, create the experience that people hopefully will want to book. So we, uh, we recruited uh, up to 70 people and uh, we've got at the moment 140 different experiences on the platform. 
because we wanted to have a choice and show the diversification of hospitality that is just not chef and, and, and beverage and mixologies. Um, and then, of course, the last uh, really six months, my focus has been very much about the customer acquisition on explain uh, to the market what uh, uh, home tenement is. And I think some people have been doing it without realizing it. Um, and uh, for some people, it's completely new. As your friends that you say you went the other day, it was probably one of the first time they were having friends. And they want to be the host of the most. They want to impress you. And it's people goes... Uh, uh, the extra mile really to uh, uh, to really create a, a wide experience. And I think by going to the platform, you've got access to those uh, experiences that really will make the evening special. It's just not a great drink or great food, but you're gonna meet very interesting people that is gonna really create uh, a special evening and, uh, or during the day or a masterclass. Um, what what is then you know I guess there is a similar kind of offer. You already said there's other things out there in the market, but what is like your unique thing? What is that that makes you stand out compared to to other platforms, both when it comes to attracting the, the expert and the the consumer? Well, I think we are the first premium platform uh, offering hospitality experiences. And I say hospitality, so as mentioned before, we only not cover the food aspect, chef at home, but also the bartender, the mixologist, all the music. So whether it's a DJ, a band, a singer, an opera singer, uh, a guitarist and so on, but also all the artisans that work around the hospitality. We mentioned the florist, the tablescaper, um, and then we got more quirky things like magician, tarot reader, crystal workshop, and so on. So it's all the people that uh, work around uh, this industry. And then I think the fact it's co-founded by somebody within the industry makes a huge difference. Often those platforms are created by uh, people more from a startup background or finance, uh, but not automatically uh, from uh, within the hospitality. And that's where I think it's a, it's a huge advantage for us. Um, because it shows that there's, there's the passion, there's the same language. When I talk to a chef, when I talk to uh, those mixologists, we talk the same language. I understand how they feel, I understand what they're looking for, I help them, they know I come from the same world than them. So it's, uh, I think it's much easier for me, and that helps me to choose the right people uh, to join the platform. So it's on an invitation only, and I think it's very important. We don't want somebody who's too junior that you could be a very good at your job in your skills, but to go to somebody's home is very different. You need to have a lot of emotional intelligence to understand uh, the customer, what they want, to adapt. Uh, you don't know what you're going to find out in terms of kitchen equipment or, or the layout of the house. So you need to, uh, to show a lot of initiative and, as I say, emotional intelligence to understand how to uh, adjust to, to, the, to the needs of the guest. And, that's why it needs to be people that have got at least always like 10 years experience in hospitality that have maturity, understanding and know how to deal with uh, different type of situations. But what I think also, you know, you said it yourself, the, the background you come from where, you know, it's really about that adaptability. So when you work with Soho House and many of the other jobs, this is like, that's why it's unique there. It's because the people that work there understand to read the situation that that's hospitality as its core. 
as Danny Meyer says, hospitality in principle is to listen and fulfill that that need as well. If we take the, the guru of setting the table, um, but how do you see then? You know, because now you you're creating it at home, you have these individuals sent out, and how important is the human touch and technology here? Because that's that's the interesting thing. Because the technology, we say we become more and more digital driven, but I guess what you're saying here, it has to be balanced really, really well to, to create a premium experience because the premium is the human, isn't it? It's not the technology, it just facilitate the situation. Well, first, the technology is, uh, is just obviously the channel. Uh, it's to uh, make it easy for the customer to see uh, all the different offers. Um, it's for them to see the availability of the antennas through the calendar um having choice on uh, uh, in terms of pricing the price are not set are decided by the containers uh, with my support and uh, uh, feedback to them um and then so the technology it's used for like having reviews uh, automated booking process uh, security of payment through stripe platform so it's really is to use the technology to to make it easy to take all those uh, back and forth that eventually you will have if you calling uh, a private concierge, uh, for example, or catering company. What what typical happens when somebody goes on the platform and they you know that's that's a, I, I guess it's very bespoke what's happening, but what is like the the normal journey? Because normally if you had to do this in the old days, because I've only seen it from the part where I had to organize events. Then you either need to have an event manager, which is very expensive or that has a cost, definitely. Um, and uh, and then you need to call a lot of people and there's a lot of organization, a lot of websites. And but how is the experience for, for the consumer? How, how fast can they put together this curated experience? Well, you could, uh, it, it could take you uh, three minutes uh, to book a, a chef for a dinner party. Uh, but if you want something more bespoke, uh, it would take obviously uh, a, a bit of conversation with the home tenor. You can have a chat directly with them. Uh, or you can ask for uh, uh, my or the team support through a chat box. And I've got people asking me, oh, like I've got the army the other day that contacted me that want to do a Christmas party for 100 soldiers and they're looking for mixologists. So this one was a little bit more bespoke. Um, as well, we launched recently Office Tainment, which is obviously experiences into the office because we feel like a lot of small company, medium size wants to bring back uh, the staff into the office. I think they struggle with that. So uh, to do some experiences for them into the, uh, uh, the building, into their offices. Uh, so for that, it's obviously a little bit more bespoke. So um, uh, we got a person fully dedicated to Office Tainment. Uh, that can create um, uh, uh, create a, a bespoke offer. But otherwise, you go on a platform, I want a chef. So, okay, you look at the chef category, you will have probably 40 different type of experiences. You can select by price, and then you just go into the um, uh, calendar, choose the date, choose the time you want, the number of people, it will tell you the price, and then you can make the booking, process the payment, the chef will receive uh, the full details of uh, where the customer is, at what time it is, and then um, they can chat if there's any details about some 
special occasion or allergies, for example, on the other platform. Um, and uh, yeah, we had so far 700 very happy customers in the first five months. So uh, uh, we passed the uh, uh, pre-revenue startup to uh, a post-revenue. And, uh, but we still, I would say, you know, MVP stage uh, where proof of concept, um, but definitely in the last few weeks as well, I think we, uh, we turn a corner where we're getting quite a few organic uh, uh, bookings, uh, which was obviously our, our main focus until now. It was more like friends and family and then a larger network. And now finally, thanks to all the efforts we've done with the team, we're starting to get people that um, didn't know us from before and that heard about us or find us through Google search um, and uh, are booking directly on the platform without uh, any intervention from us, which is amazing. And that shows that uh, it can be scalable. Because obviously that's the whole point that to be able to uh, tap to a large market. Yeah, and I guess the whole, you know, the, the office experience and, and, and making food the center or a hospitality experience, a center of coming into the office or coming together is very powerful. You know that, and I know that uh, for a fact that that's why people love great hospitality because it actually makes them chill out and have these conversations uh, that's meaningful for them in, in a way. And if you can, can be part of creating that, then the massive value adding in, in culture building. Well, especially I think it's uh, people with uh, what happened over the last 18 months have been missing human connection. And we know that hospitality, food, beverage, and so on, touch people's heart. Uh, you, you, it's always have the, your best time around uh, a table with friends or with colleagues and when there's full food and great food, great uh, beverage, great music involved. Um, and that's where I think we, uh, that's where we talk about experiences because we are touching people emotions. Uh, so it's not just feeding them or, uh, uh giving them a drink for their first, but it's really creating something that's going to be unique or memorable. And that think uh, uh, it's why we all work in hospitality is to create that moment where people like when they finish, they say a oh, big thank you. We had such a great time and it's going to remember that time for a long, uh, long period. And that's what they give us the uh, satisfaction of our work. You touched on before as well, uh, you know, the scalability, the opportunity in the market. Um... So, so how big, because as an, as an hospitality leader, you're looking now at, at your business, if you're just uh, thinking about how do I create revenue streams? And we talk about omni-channel. It's a new word in hospitality, actually, born from retail. But again, how do we actually, how do we sell before they actually hit our restaurant? Or if they've been in our restaurant or our venue or in our club or hotel, how do we actually sell more to them when they leave so we stay in touch with them? And that's maybe lower price volume items and so on. And this is a similar new revenue stream that can be used by them. But what, how big is it, the, the at-home market? Because the interesting thing is I've heard there's two camps. There's people that's continuing developing this. They've used the pandemic as an MVP, if we stay in a minimal viable product. And they continue developing this revenue stream. So it's not there where it, it helped us. It gave us revenue. It's not profitable enough. But we need to find a way to make it profitable because we can't just rely on people come to our sites and then there's other people say no we stopped doing that we're just going to focus the market is not big enough they say let's hear it for somebody you must have studied this market and looked at the potential well it will be insanity to start a business i would normally say so 
what what do you, you must see an opportunity within this that that's huge so we did our calculation uh with uh, we did a lot of research market research uh we had access to and uh, the what we call the tam which is the total addressable market for london only is 1.2 billion pound a year um, the way it's calculated we are looking at all the household earning more than 100,000k a year uh, so you've got 4.9 million households in London um, and there's 1.8 million of them that earn more than 100k a year if each of those people are entertaining twice at home using uh, a chef a mixologist a musician an artisan to come over to their home and spend an average ticket of 300 that makes a market of 1.2 billion. If we containment or target is to get 1% of that market, which we want to be very reasonable, we can get to 12.4 million a year. And that's, uh, I would say, uh, that's conservative 1%, in, especially in, in a new market. Yeah. That's what we call the sum, which is the self serviceable obtainable market that's what containment is aiming for yeah well, that, well that's super interesting so if you're just listening into this like the home entertainment market the eat at home market you know the the the, the, the cook at home boxes and all that it has to be developed because there will there is a market and it will keep on growing and it is a critical revenue stream in a way to to focus on if your concept of course is right for that. And that's also uh, relevant in always asking what is my core position and what is what is it that my customers want and needs for me and what is what they expect in a way and what is I need to serve them with? Because often, you know, I, I've done this myself where you think you have a product and you're trying to stuff it down their throat, but it's not what they want. You need to, to really figure out your positioning in this market and find out how you deliver that uh, at home to them. So I think there's there's also as you say you're still figuring out what is the the MVP what is is exactly how we position this in the market and then I think lots of businesses think they have sorted it out but actually that journey the first two to three years is where you really get clear on what problems you are solving for customers. Exactly, and our vision is to really uh, also work with restaurant. Uh, at one point. At the moment, we all know that everybody is struggling with staff, so there's no way that they have the capacity to send people into a home. But in the future, and already I'm starting to have some conversation with some restaurateur, um, where the idea would be to have you a preferred restaurant that can send you a chef to do a private dinner for you and your friends, whether then you're going to that restaurant because you cannot find a nanny or... Um, um, it's a, it's a too long way for you and you know there's a traffic or there's uh, there's problem to find Uber, etc. So you decided to bring uh, that restaurant into your home. And why they will use Ontainment is because uh, it will be uh, the premium platform where all the uh, quality restaurants in London have their offer, rather than just having on their website, which is one channel, but also um, uh, having it on on tenement where there would be a large selection of premium restaurant offering their experiences at home. Because at the moment, the problem is a lot of noise on the market. Everybody's doing on their own, but there hasn't been yet uh, um, a platform that bring all the handpick, all the quality ones. There is for delivery. There's obviously supper on delivery on Uber Eats, but not for 
the physical experience at home, which obviously the uh, cooking kit on uh, food delivery at home has exploded during the COVID and it probably has lower done now that everything is uh, reopened. Um, but people want more than that. They, you just don't want some packaging from a helmet guy uh, handed over at the bottom of your staircase. Um, it's not a great hospitality experience. The food might be okay and pretty good, but it's not the full uh, shebang, if you can say. Um, whereas home tenement will bring you just that human connection, that professionalism, and, and that person that will uh, uh, deliver not only great food, great drink, but amazing experiences into the comfort of your home. So uh, rounding off the conversation about the market, so you operate primarily in London now with the platform. That's um, correct. Within the M25. Yeah, and within the M25. And the plan is, I guess, to, to expand beyond that um, as you prove the model. Yes, I think we, uh, um, after London, we, go, we like to go after some uh, key European cities. Obviously, we're thinking like Paris, Madrid, uh, Amsterdam, um, Milan, all those key cities where obviously there's a large population, a large selection of uh, uh, hospitality experts um, to to deliver uh, those experiences into the home. Yeah, because that's interesting. You're both looking at that you have the uh, the capacity and the demand as you you, you scale your business up. And uh... and it's probably even London market is. Uh, if we could prove success in London, it's probably the most difficult, one of the most difficult markets because as we spoke about earlier on, uh, it's not automatically in the culture, the British culture to understand at home. It's more something that comes from other countries. You say in Denmark that uh, you do that very often. In France as well, you obviously go out a lot. But uh, I remember my parents inviting on the weekend, they will never go to a restaurant. They go to a restaurant during the week. On the weekend, they will understand their friends at home or one of their friends will invite them. And um, people go with uh, the extra might to receive kind of uh, show off in front of their friends. It's always the one that's kind of found the most original thing to do. And uh, uh, again, home tenement has a lot of uh, original offer that uh, will make you the host of the most that people will remember. Uh, much better than just inviting your friends into a restaurant where Okay, you just paid a bill, but you haven't, apart from making the booking, you haven't done much for uh, for that special evening. But if you bring an amazing chef, if you bring a mixologist that will create beautiful cocktail, if you have an opera singer that comes for 10 minutes to sing before your dinner, your friends will be, wow, what is that? That's amazing. What an evening. Yeah. And I th- guess also... Uh because I've been to a couple of family events recently as well, where, where there's been either, you know, celebrate 60 years birthdays or big family, uh, you know, where it's a bit like where you come to a place where you can't buy them anything anymore because they already have everything. But if you can bring the, that experience into their home uh, and they didn't expect it, I've just, as somebody that invited a guitarist in and it was like very like, a special song and stuff like that. And it's just like, it's that's what actually we want more of after the pandemic. We don't want more stuff. We want to have these moments where we were together in that room and that special thing happened, even though it was three minutes or five minutes, it doesn't really matter. It's uh, it's that- I like that. I didn't think about it actually. As a guest to bring the home tenement experience as a surprise to the host. I love that. Yeah, of course, we should have thought about it. 
because I was thinking about that because so I'm going to something in the weekend. Uh, not here, actually. I'm going back to to Denmark uh, for for celebration. And, and when we've been trying to organize something, and it ends out we will do something ourselves because it was too too encompassing to do between three people. And if we had a platform, we would probably have gone on that and said, "That's the thing we're going to do for them." Uh, and it's for my mom and dad's 50th uh, anniversary. So they they have everything. They don't need any more stuff uh, in a way. They they want to be together with their fa- close family. And they, they want to have that day as a memory. That's it. And that's what it's about. We could have brought you, for example, we have a painter uh, uh, that uh, created uh, an experience where the other day he went to uh, a company 10-year anniversary. And he created uh, a frame of the painting which represent the word of mouth because it's a, a referral marketing company. And each employee participated in finishing in coloring all the, um, the Canva. And now the, that painting is in the hallway of that company. And it, it could have been uh, somebody like painting you, your parents uh, for the 50th birthday, something really special. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So again, like we're just sitting here, we already came up with a new opportunity for for hospitality to to create revenue because you might even be able to facilitate that in your restaurant because they booked out this group room or whatever, and then you can make these add-ons because you have a platform like yours. So uh, now taking on from 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 the business, the market, the great opportunity we see here, and we both get a bit excited about now what what could what could be done. Um, what you've gone through an incredible, you know, couple of years. You know, you said you're you're changing job just before the pandemic, made redundant, and we all gone. We all experienced this differently. And one of the things I've been really interesting talking with people, not only the podcasters, people I meet from my network, exactly what what has been you know most significant learning in all this. Because we all talk about we take something out of this, but what is your most significant learning? Well to follow your vision, to be passionate about what you do, um, to surround yourself with uh, like-minded people, experts in their fields, um, and still positive. Uh, It's been the uh, worst crisis ever since the Second World War for hospitality. And um, I had sometimes people calling me of suffering from mental health because they were at home doing nothing. didn't know what they will do with their life and if uh, what was going, when will they be able to go back to work? And of course, we've even with furlough, which was a great incentive for the government, but it didn't allow a lot of people to survive in London with high rent and the cost of living. So a lot of people went back to the, uh, to the country. When I work at Soul House, we had, I think, 60, 70% of foreigners, only 30% of 2,500 people were British. And a lot of those people um, are now back in Spain, Italy, Lithuania, and so on, um, and they haven't come back. That's why there's such a, a huge shortage. Um, so yeah, I was trying to always be positive, always uh, look at our vision to to create a new market category, the hospitality auto market. And um, yeah, you have to self-motivate yourself. Luckily, I'm not on my own. I've got a, a great co-founder. We've got a great advisory board. Um, and that's been very helpful because, of course, yes, sometimes you're like, oh, what am I doing? Am I crazy? Am I, am I the only one thinking is the right thing? Um, because you, you realize you have to convince a lot of people that this is the next big thing. Um, but I think uh, 
there's a lot of people when you explain what we're trying to do that says, "Wow, well, that's smart. Definitely, there's a gap on the market. There's a need for it. There's no one yet. Um, so it's uh, it's very encouraging. And I think best time is like when I was playing yeah, about those, that couple I went on Saturday to Brazilian that just, uh, um, again, they, they, they came back from London from uh, Portugal where they um, uh, they were um, doing a supper club, didn't really work, come back to London, don't want to go back to hospitality to do 15, 18 hours shift. Uh, they work in Michelin star, they're really great quality chef, very nice people. They reached out to me and said, oh, can we be on your platform? And I said, I'd love to meet you. I'd love to I need to try your food. Obviously, we need to go through the whole uh, selection process. And they cooked an amazing lunch for me last Saturday in their home, North London, went to see them. And it was so, for me, emotional because it's exactly one of the reasons that we created Hometainment is to help those people to make a, a voice and to find new customers on the new revenue channel. And uh, I look forward to having them very soon uh, on the platform because they, uh, they really cook beautiful food. So it says, uh, it's interesting to hear that thing that you you actually, you know, you, you're driven by your purpose in a way and, and you come back to that all the way through the the journey that, you know, I just have to follow my, my purpose here. I need, need to do this. And now you're starting, as you said yourself, to see some traction. You had an idea. Exactly. You know, it's coming to life now. And I, I'm, it must give, you know, a great, great satisfaction when 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 that happens i know that for myself when you set yourself out to do something so so that's really well done i think but how, how do you keep you you said yourself talk about positive mindset uh, how do you actually you know because one of the things i'm really fascinated about is see how resilient people are especially hospitality people what as you said yourself it's been a tough time you know and still is you know how do you show up every day in, in the right you know impact zone if we say so to do what you need to do to move forward. Well, I have to say it hasn't been easy. And uh, uh, like many people, I think last, uh, for me, last quarter, like uh, last uh, winter, January, February of last year was very hard. We work in SPT. We love to be surrounded by people and to be on your own in a winter in London, trying to uh, uh, launch a new business, a new idea uh, was very hard. And there's definitely some days where I was not feeling my best. Um, so I started to do some meditation, starting to uh, uh, read a lot of books about uh, uh, spirituality. Um, I got a friend that uh, is a happiness therapist that gave me a lot of great tips about gratitude, breathing exercise, meditation to really set yourself on a positive way in the morning. Um, and uh, it's been definitely very useful. but. Uh, I know that now people are not afraid to talk about mental health because it's been uh, it's been a lot of people suffering about it, and especially in hospitality. Um, and yeah, I went through a tough time, but I think uh, I still consider myself a very lucky person in the situation I am, the quality of life I have compared to a lot of people that uh, really uh, struggle. So I try to be very positive. I send a lot of messages on LinkedIn, say if we work together, if you're in industry, if you want some somebody to talk to about your career please reach out to me and uh, i receive a lot of great message about that um so yeah there's there's been some tough time but i think it's all about yeah self-motivating yourself set yourself on a positive way in the morning doing some 
body exercise all the time. I do some stretching uh, exercise every morning to really set uh, the tone for the day. And then I'm very lucky that I've got some very good friends that have always been around in my bubble during that uh, time. And we were doing hosting dinner in our bubble. Everyone, every Friday had to host the others. So everybody was going the extra mile to cook an amazing meal. And that was the only thing we were looking forward to during, uh, during that time. But I love the, the, the thing you said. Um, and it was funny, it was my, my mentor made it very clear the other day that, you know, the best way of actually creating, you know, making you feel good with yourself and put yourself in what I call the impact. So it's actually by pouring good stuff in other people's pockets, he said. And that's the principle we did. You helped other people. And actually, that actually sometimes set you up, you know, because now now you put yourself there. You have to be there. You have to be there for them. And you forget about all your own challenges and you're in there trying to help them. And I think that sometimes, you know, to help you sometimes to get set up, you have to give before you you take in principle. And it's such a easy thing to say, but we often forget that because we're in our own challenges and we, you know, we do all the things, we meditate and all that. But actually that is so powerful. Like just pour a bit, a bit in somebody else's bucket today of positivity and help. Then that comes back in tenfold. You're going to feel great, you know? Uh, and uh, and I think I think that was really interesting what you were saying that that you've been reaching out to people that were really struggling because I think as you say mental health in hospitality has not been something we talk with and it's still something that we are starting to talk about but there's still and the pressure there is now to perform you know those the high pressure you know that as me before because the margins are tough and now it's going to be even tougher so. If there's one thing you, you you do is take care of your your mental health in the best possible way, uh, and as employers as well, we ha- we have a big role there. Um, we we're coming to uh to the end of the the conversation. I always give the stage to the guests to give some advice, and you have an incredible career in in hospitality, and you you've been through, as you said, this is probably the worst crisis you've been in, and coming out on the other side. That in mind, you also now launching your own business that's it's two different things to work and then launching i've been on that journey as well i know that but what kind of advice would you uh like to give to to leaders out there that's right now looking at you know taking the next step with their business and their team what what is your top three advice to them uh, one of them will be to get surrounded by uh, great people you, you you cannot be a one-man show um you can have a great idea, but uh, you will not be able to execute it on your own. So make sure that you know your limitation on your skills and uh, your weaknesses and get uh, amazing people that you uh, appreciate, that you potentially work with, that you love to be involved. So in our case, we, uh, as I mentioned earlier on, we took some uh, a marketing expert, uh, a tech expert on a startup strategies expert. And uh, without them, entertainment uh, uh, will not be uh, live and uh, uh, offering those experiences to uh, to Londoners home. So um, it's it's make sure that you have uh, great people surrounding you. Don't try to do it on your own because it's 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 too hard. Um, and so that's the first advice. Second advice, and I've learned a lot because my background is not into tech, is that obviously. Um, your business comes from you need people to visit your platform and then you need to convert those people into uh, purchase uh, buyers and 
there's a lot of uh, different channels to use. I would say the one that uh, definitely working on, uh, I will recommend is never forget about PR, very strong channel. Social media nowadays is a must, obviously with especially Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, a little bit TikTok. Uh, Google ads is probably uh, the best way to spend your money in terms of customer acquisition because people are already searching for a chef at home. So you want to make sure they get to your platform first. And then SEO, which is, again, very important to make sure that um, uh, people can find you uh, because there's a lot of, um, uh, a lot of obviously, websites on the market. Um, and then, the, obviously, the direct uh, uh, through people, net, uh, word of mouth, uh, and all the consumers that all the people that had an amazing experience and should uh, talk about it. So... In a way, we're looking at PR. We want 20% of our business coming through that. Social media, 10%. Google ads, 10%. SEO, 40%. Direct, 20%. That's our target, for example. On the last one is, obviously, at the beginning, we were focusing really on uh, B2, uh, B2C. But, of course, the energy, the spend um, to, to really get those uh, customers, it takes a long time. Um, so... I think uh, one of our advisors suggested yeah, to do go for the B2B market, which I was not sure what it was. And um, so I started to talk with a lot of concierge company, for example, which is a B2B. Um, and uh, it's been very fruitful because what we realized is we've done the hard work for them. All those uh, lifestyle uh, concierge company are always their customers that say, oh, I need a chef. I need a, a musician. I need, I've got my kid's birthday. They always have events that they want to organize. And often those concierge, as you say, they just Google search within contact, call people. Whereas now they have a platform that has done the hard work for them. They've done the pre-selection. They've done the curation. Um, so um, since I contacted them, I they reach out to me every day, which is amazing. And uh, definitely uh, they're becoming a, a good part of our business. And then also the, um, uh, as I say, office tainment, the fact that... Uh, uh, obviously, entertaining at the office is, uh, again, a new trend. People want to, people go back to the office. And obviously, corporate has bigger budget, which means the ticket is higher. Uh, it's something that we are, we're starting to tap to. And uh, uh, we've got some uh, quite amazing brand asking us to do their uh, Christmas party. So uh, it's very encouraging. So don't be, don't look too much. Uh, to a niche market, just that B2B, uh, B2C, also have a look at uh, the corporate market uh, and we can definitely tap to, to both. Um, so that would be my three recommendations. Yeah, and no, just to stay a bit with the, the third one is that it's so interesting you say, don't forget about the business to business market because actually we often forget, we're so focused on getting that consumer in the door to the, the trial and often it's a trial and then hopefully... We want we get a repeat some loyalty they they come back, uh, but it's as you say it's so hard just to drive your revenues and that and that's such a missed opportunity sometimes to develop your business to business and it it means that you need to do the effort to get your your business in. but again it's 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 again it's definitely worth looking in as a, a revenue stream uh, in 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 periods where maybe it's a bit low for you because these companies are looking for for different things out there and maybe your restaurant or hotel 
can create that experience they're looking for. They're not just aware of it because you have, in a way, positioned it to them. You said something interesting in the beginning, which I think um, it's, it's about the reality, bringing in advisors, put the right people in and actually being humble about your, your I call I always turn around and say your strengths. Do you know, do you know what your strengths are so you can cover cover the other area where you get energy from as, as the founder. I think you're very clear about where your energy is, is selecting and curating and getting the nuts and bolts of the business worrying where marketing, where, where blind spot. Uh, is it also your view and uh, your experience? We often in hospitality, we want to do it all. We want to do it all ourselves within a company or as an individual leader, we need to be good at everything. We are like, we call ourselves a, a Swiss army knife, but I don't think always that's a positive. Actually, we need to be more aware about this in the new world we're operating in. You know, paying the, you know, there's a price to pay for an expert, but that price comes so many times again when you get it right from the outset. No, no, 100%. I, uh, I definitely, my, my expertise is into uh, conceptualization, operation, uh, selection, and uh, I'm a people person, so I'm very good with the customer, very good with the what I call the home trainers. Um, but all the, uh, the the marketing aspect, the technology, the SEO, I've learned so much uh, thanks to uh, the people that uh, work with us. Um, but yes, you need to know where your uh, uh, skills are on making sure you surround yourself with uh, uh, experts in their fields. Um, don't do it on your own. You cannot be a, a one-man show. It's too hard. Um, and often, yeah, unfortunately, you will not have the energy to sustain the, uh, the months of uh, uh, where you, you need to, to prove your MVP. Yeah, and then and the last thing I want to touch for in your advice as well, well, I just want to reiterate this. I talk a lot about this on the podcast is, you know, you said, you know, PR is very powerful. It's because the stories. And I just want to say that, like, if, hospitality business out there people are hungry for stories they need stories they need to connect with something believe in something uh, in part of their life and everybody has a story that connects with somebody it doesn't connect with everyone but it connects with your super fans and you need really to work on that story and, and get out there and especially we talk staffing crisis you need really to tell that story about why this is a great place to work even though if you say it it's not enough you need to get these stories out yeah, because if it comes from you, it feels like a hard sell. If it comes from a third-party newspaper, people are like, oh, okay, that's interesting. They, they see that it's more neutral. On, it's a, a, a magazine, newspaper, uh, online that uh, they follow on the trust. So um, definitely don't underestimate PR and making sure it's part of your strategy. Good, good. Thank you so much for spending the time today. I know it's a, it's a busy period for you guys as well, as you said, like Christmas ramping up. I can imagine a lot of last minute stuff, yes, which is good. Uh, that's, that's the business you're in. Uh, but where can, where can people, if they're sitting now, let's say they're sitting and uh, I need I need to, I need to get something booked in three weeks' time, and I haven't got it done. Where where do they go? So they go to www.hometainment.com. So hometainment is the combination of two words, home and entertainment. So home, H-O-N-E, and then tainment, T-A-I-N-N-E-N-T.com. Um, there's 140 experiences. If you don't find the one you want, please reach out to, uh, to me on the team uh, through the uh, HubSpot chat and I'm sure we can find what you're looking for 
or can curate the exact experience that you, you need. Um, so yes, you can find us as well on Instagram, uh, on Entertainment by Antoine, and then uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, on TikTok. Good, and we'll put all this in the uh, the show notes for people to, to, to have as well, so they can find you guys if they just want to look at what you're doing or maybe even want to book something. Thank you again. I send you uh, and the team the power and energy you need to to uh, success. Thank you, thank you for Michael for having me on on your uh, on your show. Uh, it's been an honor, and uh, look forward to uh, to meet you in person. Thank you so much, Antoine, for your great insights into the hospitality at home market and how you are leading yourself in these uncertain times. I would recommend you now to ask yourself, what can we do to find new ways of generating businesses when people are at home? To get further inspiration on how to build revenue streams at home, please tune in to episode 121 with Daniel Hume, founder of On Air Dining on Agility and Creating Experiences at Home. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please share, rate, review, or subscribe to one of our channels. A big thank you to BizSimply for supporting us, bringing great insights, strategies, and tools to help the industry thrive, not just survive. Check them out at BizSimply.com or on their social at BizSimply or BizSimplyHQ. You can also email them directly on advice at BizSimply.com. And remember, you can also download your free copy of the white paper from Fragile to Agile, Created in cooperation with BizSimply on BizSimply.com under the resource tab or via the link in the show notes. There's some great insights and solutions for improving your leadership game. Big thank you to Fina Charlton, the show producer and editor from the Podcast Collective. Tune in next time for another interview. And in the meantime, find out more about us and subscribe to the newsletter and download free leadership tool at hospitalitymavericks.com. And don't worry, if you didn't get all of this, there will be links in the show notes. I'm Michael Tingsa, and you've been listening to the Hospitality Mavericks podcast show. Be Maverick.